0: Welcome back everybody. It's Taco Tuesday. I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to Taco Tuesday. After the first day of Lakers training camp. Alex Padilla. Alex Regla with you guys. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? I'm doing good because basketball is upon us. Uh, it's my favorite. You have I, my my hat. Just smash the mute button. It's my favorite time of the year. You have baseball heading into the playoffs, NCAA football in full swing, NFL football in full swing, and now I think basketball starts too soon. But I'll take it. I think I'll take it. I like that it's here. Training camp is here. Lakers wrapped up their first practice of the season. Today, and uh, like I just gave in two or three weeks ago, uh, Russell Westbrook is on the team.
1: Yeah, like we, we've been
0: talking literally
1: every episode all summer about mm-hmm. uh, do we think he gets traded? What trade packages are there still there? What rumors are, are new and all that stuff? And uh, he defied all odds and he got to media day. And uh, by all looks of things, he's definitely going to be on the Lakers, at least to start the season. Obviously his future beyond that's still unknown, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What, what were your reactions? I, I'm sure we're going to talk about Russ a lot, but yeah. are you surprised that we got here that he he actually made it to, to, to this spot?
0: No, not after Bogdanovich was traded. I was like, that was a final nail in the coffin. I think, mm-hmm. I don't think that the Lakers were ever going to get rid of the first and second round pick for non superstars. I think that Rob Polinka saying yesterday in media day, we have one chance at making a trade with those with those assets and he wasn't going to do it unless they landed him like today obviously the 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 report they would do it for Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie Irving but those teams are smart because they're like well what else you got Mm -hmm. because if you saw what they got for Donovan Mitchell THT and Kendrick Dunn weren't really going to cut it there so um no not surprised um I think there wasn't many options and as much as we wanted there to be as much as we wanted to change, as much as we buried Russell Westbrook as a Laker at the end of the day, when you look at it now, uh, the options were just not realistic. And uh, it's a lot easier to say that now, obviously than when you were talking April, May, June about possibilities and draft picks and whatnot. It just wasn't very, many options. Many there were, I would say there's probably no suitors for Russell Westbrook.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the one that's still out there is Indiana, but um, if, if it hasn't happened now, um, maybe they revisit at the trade deadline. But again, at that point, I don't think you're giving up two first round picks for half a season of Ma- of Miles Turner, who can leave in free agency. That you, you wouldn't do that. So yeah, I mean, the ship might have sailed. Um, at least to start the year, of course, things could get revisited and all that stuff. But um, just on Russ, like his his presence, like the way he answered his questions, his professionalism, all that. I'm, I would be pretty impressed by, honestly, like it, it's tough to walk in. I wrote about this, but it's tough to walk instead sort of knowing, like everyone is looking at you for, you know, we did not think you're going to be here. You're not really wanted here by a significant amount of the fan base. Some of the players, maybe some of the coaches who knows some of the front office have been actively trying to trade you all summer, even past, the the previous trade deadline. And it's really tough. And at least outwardly, he's saying all the right things. Um, That report came out right before media day that he was all in uh, with the Lakers. Wow. What timing. I know. (laughs) And it was funny that Rob actually quoted that article during his media day uh, availability. So um, yeah. So at least he's saying and doing all the right things so far, obviously once the game starts, that's another story.
0: Yeah. I, I have snarky comments. So I I'll, I don't think I need to say them out loud, but so you're, I mean, just not, what's, you're not buying what, it. What's he supposed to say? Was he going to come in here and like, light the fire of the house before it gets started? No. I like, mean, did did you see Deandre Aiden's uh, press conference today? Rain I chance. just saw a headline that he hadn't talked to the head coach since his benching of game seven.
1: So that, and then they asked him, are you happy to be here? And he's like, I'm all right.
0: <laughs> sons are a mess. <laughs> the sons are a mess. So, I mean, look at their ownership situation. I mean, there's drama everywhere. Yeah. And I understand what you're what you're saying like he could have answered it differently. But I am starting to realize that we were wrong all summer. I think that we wanted to paint Russ in a completely negative picture. I'm I'm guilty, by the way, of the entire I'm not saying you, I'm saying like me included. Um I think that we should have listened to Darvin Ham saying like, I like Russell Westbrook. I think we should have listened to players tweeting and supporting him. I think that to, to your point, if you believe him in saying like, who was the only player that showed up for the Darvin Ham press conference and the Pat Bevkren press conference and went to G League or Summer League. So he's ever since his exit interview, he has done and said everything that a good professional teammate should say and do. So were we just blind with hatred of this team that we just wanted it to be fake? I think so. Um, I think that I don't want to go through another year of that. I, I don't see it ending. Well, I don't think this is a good roster. I think that they have three very high profile players. That doesn't mean that they are high profile in chemistry or anything of that nature. So to answer your question, even though I don't remember it, um, what is he supposed to say?
1: <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, it, it could have gone a lot worse off the bat. Like, obviously, things can still change, things can combust, things could, you know, blow up in everyone's face, but at least on day one, you know, it's going as smooth as possible, I given guess be- the circumstances.
0: I could be proven immediately wrong, but I don't remember Russ ever saying anything last year until the exit interview that was like questionable
1: not really uh like maybe like a side comment here and there or
0: yeah like a back and thinking. forth with the media member sure, sure. yeah but yeah. it wasn't ever like hey i'm healthy why where's lebron where's ad like i'm here like it was never combative yeah. uh, so, i guess mean, it was combative but that's just russ's personality i don't mean it was it would never got nasty and never really got at least publicly it never got became personal with vogel until the exit interview but vogel's gone now you know so if you're rob Palinka. And you heard all that stuff about how Russ was throwing Vogel under the bus. Who cares? Like Vogel's gone. They fired him.
1: Yeah. And Rob has said that he's seen that Darvin Ham and Russ have kind of built this kind of bond already. And um, like you mentioned, Ham is was one of the first people to really like boost up Russ from, from day one, right. When he got the job, like he, he's glowed about him and stuff like that. So, I mean, of course he, you have to back your player, but also maybe he does find a, a specific role in mind for him that he, he has his vision of how they're going to use him. And from all accounts, it does sound like unlike Vogel ham is all the power to bench him need be. Um, when asked if he was going to be a starter, he said, we're still ways away from determining that you today. That? He kind of backtracked that. Yeah, is that buying that?
0: If I uh, no,
1: I think he's starting, but I don't least, think he
0: has that power.
1: I, I will say there's at least uh, um, options, right? That, that Vogel didn't have, whereas Ham now has a guy like Dennis Schroeder. He has a guy like Patrick Beverly. He has a healthy Kendrick Nunn in theory, and obviously LeBron like point <laughs> guard. theory. Yeah, so he can always just deflect and say, you know what? Those guys are having a better game, or we like what they brought to the table more than Russ in that instance. So he at least has an out.
0: that. Vogel I like that out. you bought into the idea that Ham has this power, because I don't think so. I think the did the, the the only difference between Darvin Ham and Frank Vogel is that Darvin Ham's personality is way more alpha than Frank Vogel ever was. Yeah. Darvin Ham presents himself as having this power. Darvin Ham presents himself as having this authoritative figure in the in the locker room. But at the end of the day, why would you give Darvin Ham the power instead of a guy that won you an NBA Finals championship? Why would you remove why would you give him any sort of benefit of the doubt as a first time head coach as opposed to frank vogel who's been a head coach for many many years and literally won you a championship two years ago why would you give this guy all the power as opposed to frank vogel i just the only i'm not buying into that whatsoever i think russell westbrook will be a starter i think he gets paid too much money not to be a starter i think it'd be a headache for him not to be a starter it'd be way too many questions for everybody to answer for him not to be a starter um I think, I I think two weeks ago we took last week off, but I think two weeks ago I said, it's a lot easier to start Russell Westbrook and bench him. If it doesn't go well, as opposed to starting him on the bench and answering questions as to why is he not starting?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And you bring up a good point. Like ham obviously has all the reports have said that ham ham does have this authority, this power to, to kind of impose his will on the roster and lineups the way he, he visions it. But he is also, like you said, a first time head coach. He's, first time head coach with a lot of ego
0: in that locker room. A lot. Um, they brought yeah, a in lot. ego. They already had ego and they brought in more ego. I,
1: I will say the only difference
0: between the Russ
1: last year and the Russ this year is Russ, honestly, he might be playing for his basketball career. If things go south again this year and he does not, he's not, not only not a fit with this roster, but just shows to be an issue. How many teams are going to be lining up next year to sign him to any kind of lucrative deal? If not just like, I don't know, he might be playing on well, a bad the team for cheap. That's,
0: that's to me that you just hit the nail on the head to a lucrative deal. Russell Westbrook is a good basketball player that puts up stats and his, and his notoriety will bring people to the seats and sell you some jerseys. Uh, but if he wants to continue to be paid as such, then yeah, he has to go out there and perform way better than he did last year. As far as a cohesive unit as a team goes, um, Russell Westbrook will be in the NBA for many, many more years to come. How much will he be getting paid in in the league? I don't know. That's that's the question. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I know. <laughs> I'm willing to bet a lot of money right now. That if I was in Vegas, that he will not be a Laker next year. I don't <laughs> see. I mean, I don't think this is a championship. Team. Things have happened. I just don't think this is a championship team. You know, I, I don't think that as this as currently constructed after day one of training camp. This is a very weird roster at the end of it. Like let's, so we will focus on Russell Westbrook. The entire country will focus on, on Russell Westbrook. And eventually there will be drama between the best friends of Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. Eventually there'll be injuries to deal with. Eventually there's going to be questioning the head coach, but at the end of the day, as the season approaches, this is a really weird constructed basketball roster. Is it a championship roster? No, I don't think so. I really don't. I think that if they maximize everything they got, that they'll make the playoffs, but I can't, I, I just don't see how this roster works. They got like 17 ball handlers and Anthony Davis.
1: Yeah. And, and like I said, putting aside the whole Westbrook thing, like it, we've talked about it enough, um, but just the general thoughts on the media day. And like when Rob and Darwin ham were talking together and they kind of went over the roster, like player by player, almost position by position, what they envisioned from each guy, it did become very, stark like whoa this roster obviously they're selling it how it makes sense but hearing it out loud it's it is a weird collection of players Here is,
0: uh every player this is the correct list this time at training camp according to jacob on SilverScreenRoll.com. lebron james anthony davis russell westbrook patrick beverly kendrick nunn austin reeves wenyon gabriel damian jones thomas bryant lonnie walker not cleared yet Troy Brown, not cleared yet. Juan Toscano, Anderson, Max Christie, Dennis Schroeder, not in the country yet. Scotty Pippen Jr., Cole Swider, 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 Javante McCoy, Jay Huff, Matt Ryan, Dwayne Bacon. What's missing?
1: Uh, Two big things to me. And uh, so shooting, obviously. Bingo. Um, That's the big (laughs) one. And I still, it's just this overlap. A lot of those guys kind of do the same stuff play the same position or the same height or the same size. It's just a lot of, why'd they bring
0: left. Schroeder back? Is I, Dennis Schroeder? they're talking about his defensive ability. Am I missing something? Did I, is he a good defender with, with Vogel? He was strong at the point of attack. Like obviously off ball, he,
1: he, he is small. He can get lost in screens. He can kind of like, you know, just lose focus and stuff like that. But he was like a solid on ball guy, but they also have a solid on ball guy in Patrick Beverly. Now, but so now, uh, sorry, um, Polinka and Hammer are saying they've envisioned Beverly more as a three and D wing. He's going to be guarding the opposing wings. And he mentioned that um, he's At used to guarding. Five foot 11? <laughs> he said he's used to guarding guys like KD and LeBron and that he locks everyone up, he said. so. Who said um, That's what Patrick Beverly said. He said, if you look at his percentages, he locks everyone up. It doesn't matter what position.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the same guy that answered. What's your favorite LeBron James highlight. And he said the block I put on him in the playoffs. So (laughs) yeah, he's uh, everything he says is very believable. You talk about ego. I mean, I, we are going to see what the real ego of Patrick is like, Yeah, like from an outside perspective, it's huge. And now the more he talks, I'm like, geez, this guy thinks he's like Dennis Rodman and, and Steph Curry and everything mixed into one. Is he winning you over yet or no? No, but I mean, has, <laughs> there hasn't been basketball yet. See, that's okay. the beautiful thing about about sports, man. Like, and I hope I'm wrong. Like, that's what, like I think, I think when you listen to like a national show, especially like on the four letter network, it almost seems like everyone is rooting a- against this working. Where like, I don't think it's going to, but I genuinely hope I have pie on my face come, you know, February, March, April um I I genuinely hope that I'm wrong I love to be proven wrong I do this uh, for a living every single day I say a lot of stupid things and I'm wrong all the time and it's great because that's the beautiful thing about sports this beautiful thing about team sports is you never really know you never really know what could happen in a season I don't think anybody last year even in their wildest imagination saw the Lakers not even make the play-in. yeah like I don't Did they not, they didn't make the plan, right? See, like, it feels like so long ago. They didn't make, did they make the plan? No, they didn't make the plan. So, like, who would have thought that? Even if the the mesh didn't work, who would have thought that? So you never know what's going to happen. So when you say, like, has he won me over? No, but he hasn't played a game yet. Yeah. He could easily come in here and and score 30 against the Warriors opening night and be like, you know what? I love Patrick Pafferty. So I think that's what's great about this team is that individually – They have a lot of talent. Yeah, It's top heavy, but they have a lot of talent in the top. And I'm, I'm very curious to see what Kendrick Nunn can do. Yes. We've seen what a humbled superstar, even though I wouldn't put Schroeder under the Dwight Howard superstar category, we've seen what a humbled star can look like. We saw it with Mello. We saw it with Howard. Will Schroeder come in here with a lot less ego and want to go out there and earn that $83 million he turned down? So I think there's a lot of uh, exciting questions on this team as far as what we're ready to see. And I'm really much looking forward to, I think, honestly, dude, this is another hard left. I really want to see what Kendrick Nunn looks like in the Laker uniform. I really do. Honestly, that was
1: maybe the most exciting um, development so far between training camp um, or media day. And then the the first practice today and uh, media availability with after that um, is hearing Kendrick Nunn is hundred um, percent. It's not just saying he's hundred percent. He's, Doing full um, contact. He's participating in this stuff. Um, people said he's looked good. Like, that's the rumor that he's looking good. Um, and uh, that's a big development. All last year, we were, every report was more mysterious than the previous one. Yeah. So now hearing he actually can play, and uh, people forget, like, he was their big full mid level signing. And a lot of people thought that was a bargain at the time. He played really well against them in the finals. This is a guy who's definitely talented. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he sneaks into like the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. But um, yeah, he, he and also he's one of the few guys who at least is maybe an above average shooter at his position, maybe average above average.
0: How much do you think the Lakers are counting on him to have the type of season he had the year before he got here?
1: I definitely think they consider him a free agent signing as in they didn't have yeah. him last year and they're bringing him in. I think yeah. they're they're counting him as an improvement to the roster. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think they're high on him and I think they really need him this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that they're counting on him to have a big season. I think that um, they would be royally screwed if he doesn't have that kind of season. I think as far as, as far as offensive output goes, I mean, where else are you going to get 16 points from? Sure. I mean, I'm just looking around. I mean, maybe I'm just not as high as the other on the other guys, like a Lonnie Walker or Troy Brown or other guys or Juan Toscano Anderson that they brought in to me, those are more like filler. Like, you know, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing a Wenyan Gabriel playing a lot. I'm seeing Austin Reeves playing a lot. I'm seeing Nunn and Beverly playing a lot, Bryant and Jones splitting time when they do go with the five, um, the guys that they brought in, obviously it's a long season. I, I don't know how much they're counting on them as opposed to how much they're counting on a Reeves, Nunn Gabriel.
1: Yeah, no, that that's, it's like, I wrote about it. It's that, that middle group, right? Like you mentioned the Lonnie walkers, the Choi Brown juniors, the Juan kind Anderson's, um, even count Austin Reeves in there. And if you want to consider Beverly a wing, like if you're, if we're taking him at face value and they're playing him at the wing spot, because we already know how crowded that backcourt is. So yeah. I'm not surprised if they really do want to move him to the three or whatever, but there's a lot of, there's not a lot of minutes to go around and, um, also, not a lot of shooting at those positions. So yeah, if Kendrick Nunn can prove that he can solidify himself as like a backcourt guy, then you can narrow down, okay, who's the three, who's the four in these in these spots. But mm-hmm. early on, I mean, at least what's being said, it sounds like Juan Toscano Anderson is is really liked. I wouldn't be surprised to see him getting a lot of minutes at the four. Mm-hmm. Um, he I think Rob also mentioned him as a, a potential wing stopper type guy, which they don't really have. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see after I think Lonnie
0: Walker titles. said that too. Like I'm coming in here to play some D
1: I'm, I'm, I, I, am in wait and see mode with Lonnie uh, yeah. of the roster. I think he's my biggest question mark still.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see Uh the first preseason game, by the way, is under a week away Monday, yep. October 3rd, seven 30 against the Kings. So basketball will come quickly and it'll come fast. Cause then they play October 5th, October 6th, October 9th, October 12th, October 14th. So it's going to be a lot of games. Uh, we're coming up starting next week on Monday. Um, today there was a report and I want to, I want to bring it up because I want to ask you a a follow-up question today. There was a report, uh, by Brian Windhorst saying that the Lakers were willing to give up both the 2027 and 2029 first round draft picks in a trade this summer for Kyrie Irving or Donovan Mitchell. Obviously Donovan Mitchell is a Cavalier now and Kyrie Irving is still a net that did not happen. And you kind of touched on it earlier. It's a lot different to trade somebody in the summer when you have a full year of control as opposed to a few months of control. So I'll get back to Russell here. Do you think he will finish the season as a Laker?
1: Ooh, um, Man, I've been so wrong with him. You it's have. Like, uh, my, my gut still says no. I, I still think they eventually trade him at the deadline i don't know what the return even looks like maybe it's only for a pick and they i don't know something for something Mm -hmm. um i i don't know i just see that there's still so many holes on the roster and they really don't have enough resources besides russ in terms of money matching to make a deal that that's why kendrick nutt also is so important to play well because he's like one of the few non-minimum contracts they have to trade so, if he plays well, obviously he becomes a a money matching salary piece. But besides him, it's just Russ. So, if they really want to improve the roster, it almost has to be Russ.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to, this is, this is, we're going to roll rolling. Unless something completely like dramatic happens, I think this is it. I think we're rolling with this. Um, LeBron is signed. AD signed. I think Darvin Ham is here for a while. I think it has become it's no longer such a like one year project. Normally when you have LeBron on your team, it's like a one year deal and like, let's go and we have to win now. I think the Lakers are now looking at this as a legitimate two to three year window of this is our chance to win. Um, how realistic that is. I don't know this year. I think it's a wash as far as championship goes. And I just don't, I just don't know what they could do with Russ. If they weren't willing to do it in the off season, why would they be willing to do it in season unless it's something crazy pops up, which yeah. sometimes something crazy pops up. You know, we saw this off season. We saw like Jeremy Grant go for nothing, you know, to, to the Blazers. I think um, so you, you can sometimes get surprised. And I think this off season too, like everybody, but the Lakers were kind of getting good deals but for not a lot. So maybe that's why Rob was holding on to He, they, he thought he was getting bamboozled and he was like, yo, everybody's going for a lot cheaper than this. Why am I giving so much up? But yeah, I think we're running it back a lot. Harrison Fagan running it back. Run it. <laughs> I blame back. him for all this. Yeah. He, Everybody should blame him for all this.
1: Um, yeah. And like we said, it, it's just so hard to make a mid season trade that really impacts your, your, your odds in terms of winning a champion. It, it's usually, it puts you over the top, right? It's not a move mm-hmm. that drastically changes your season. It's just so hard to do that, especially with the resources the Lakers have and the types of players I mean, obviously anyone can become available. They always do. These stars always just randomly become available and stuff like that. But I, I, I wouldn't like um, blame or criticize the front office at for not training Russ at the deadline as a desperate move. At that point, if you already can see where your season's heading, um, you at least go into the, the summer with a lot of cap space. And then you have those two first round picks you held on to, to do something. So at that point, if they're like 500, I'd rather than not try to do a desperation move there.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, we've seen LeBron teams make crazy moves midseason. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah Thomas comes to mind uh, in Cleveland. So,
1: yeah, that one trade. I think they had like traded like they got like five new players at the yeah. deadline. Jordan Clarkson. They, that's the Jordan
0: Clarkson Larry Yeah, Nance. Larry Nance Jr. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen it happen before. I just think that. Okay, Siri. I didn't ask for that, but thank you. She just pulled up Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance's stats <laughs> on my Apple watch. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to roll it back with Russ and I'm all in, man. I'm on board. Let's go. Let's see what it looks like. <laughs> Cause what else, what else are we going to bitch and moan about it all season? Like at least let's get to actual regular season before we just completely bury it again. And I say that because really, n- <laughs> I don't want to say none of it matters but really how much of it matters unless Anthony Davis is healthy.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, if, if we get, like, honestly, we can criticize and kind of complain about the roster all day, but obviously it doesn't matter if LeBron and AD aren't healthy. But if we do, if they do each play like 60 games, like just conservatively, I think that they'll be fine. I think they'll, like like you said, they'll be a playoff contender. I think they'll definitely be better than last year. I think... Um, God, I hope so. I mean, they're at least young. Right. They at least have young talent. They're younger. Um, I'm excited for Darvin Ham. That's fresh blood. Like there's, there's enough um, things to be interested about, excited about, want to see like Austin Reeves year two. What if he makes a little mini jump? Who knows? Um, And like Russ can't be worse than he was last year. Just by the, just by the sake of playing (laughs) with more of LeBron and AD to hide his weaknesses a bit. Like there's, there's enough to, you know, like, be interesting. Like this is gonna be an interesting team because this will be interesting. This collection of players doesn't make a lot of sense on paper. And um I, I just want to see how they figure it out along
0: the way. I understand calculus more than I understand this roster. <laughs> <laughs> I never made it to I only got to pre-cal.
1: Did anything else stick out to you during media day? Like any any quote or a player saying something or revealed by Rob or ham that you found interesting.
0: Mm, no, <laughs> I mean, it was, all it was pretty much, uh, uh, I mean the whole, I mean, we brought it up already. The Patrick Beverly saying my best friend's been Russ. We come in together. I mean, they yeah, showed, that's great. they showed up at San Diego state together. That was like, I had people, I had some, some, some people like that were at San Diego state, just camping out waiting for the players. And I guess Pat and Russ did show up in the same car. So wow. I don't think he was lying. Um, oh. but no, what about you?
1: Yeah. The, the none thing, obviously, but also like Thomas Bryant saying he's like 200% healthy. Like that's mm-hmm. interesting. Again, another guy who can easily outperform his minimum contract. Like they have, um, I mean, and just the difference of the ages of their centers from this year to last year, they went from two early twenties to late thirties, uh, that they had last year mm-hmm. in terms of the ages of their centers. Um, the athleticism should be better ham just like the main thing yesterday. And it's again, it take all this for a grain of salt on media day, but defense was like the number one thing everyone was talking about. And ham is known for his defensive principles and um, how much he demands on that end. And everyone kind of said that like Beverly, him obviously he was going to pitch that and all that stuff, but everyone seems bought in. And that was another thing today during um, that practice. Um, everybody said that they got immediate buy-in with ham and that's a great first sign for a first uh first time head coach to hear that that praise so far.
0: Should we go through preseason um stereotypes of things people say? Uh, I'm in the best a shape of my pride. life. I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh we got a we got a good group of guys. Uh I don't know everything else you just said like that's just like that's what everybody says. We we're all bought in. We like what we see. We like the guys we have. on our
1: shoulder. That was Chip a big on one. Shoulder.
0: Got a, yeah. Got a lot to prove. Um, things of that nature. So it, I mean, it's media day, I that's kind of how I look at it. Um, I thought the biggest takeaway was Russ's answer. Like about when he was asked, do you feel wanted? And he's like, does it matter? And you know, I kind Again, of like <laughs> yeah I mean it should matter a little bit like yeah it'd be nice if they didn't try and trade me all off season but maybe they didn't but I think they did I mean he's smart he's online like yeah. he, he knows the deal yeah so Alex uh Monday October 3rd Lakers Kings will be back on Tuesday the following day uh, they don't play any Tuesdays so we don't have to watch any preseason basketball and do post game shows which is good I'm bummed
1: are you <laughs> i'd want to do
0: that if, I if never we pre-season, pre-season. get
1: ready for it We're
0: i never watch preseason unless they come to san diego which they used to they until, used the, to. until yeah. the ice melted on them sure. from that one year and they had to cancel oh, the that's game. right i was like uh, kobe was
1: there right for that yeah 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 i
0: think i remember that okay yeah, yeah i don't know why they don't play at san diego state fits more people
1: Sure.
0: i mean they're already practiced there but anyways where, where, are,
1: they, where are they gonna play
0: where they used to play
1: no where are they playing this year
0: uh, not in San Diego, I don't think.
1: I know like the last few games, they do it like at crypto, I guess. But um, as like a little warm up. But
0: let's see. Let's take a look at the Lakers preseason schedule. Because I only have dates. I don't have venues. Come on now. Okay. Uh, oh, the first game's at crypto.
1: Oh, wow. Then okay.
0: Fifth and sixth is in Vegas at the T-Mobile Center. Lakers at Warriors in Chase Center. Lakers-Wolves at crypto. And then Sacramento. So just two in Vegas. Cool. Yeah. Pretty cheap tickets. So we
1: can expect full breakdowns from you on the, on this. No,
0: I will not watch preseason. Sorry. um,
1: Dwayne Bacon's jumper, (laughs) Matt Ryan's
0: uh, off screen movement. I have a rule. I don't watch preseason. Sorry. If you're listening to this, (laughs) Anthony, Sabrina and Harrison, I don't watch preseason because I take nothing away from it. Nothing. I'm sorry. Are you like going to like write full breakdowns for social? I'm uh, I'm jonesing
1: for content at this point. At this point, it's really tough to come up with any, anything. So training camp and practices and all that is like finally something to to write about. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I take more, I take more attention into the reports from, from camp than anything. So Mm -hmm. at Alex M Regla on Twitter, silverscreenroll.com. Uh, you wrote three burning questions heading to Lakers Media Day, and now you got a lot more coming to silverscreenroll.com. Uh, for all your Lakers news, go to silverscreenroll.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex uh, Padilla 86 or at like the other Alex at Alex M Regla. Subscribe to this podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen. We are there, and basketball is here. We could talk about actual basketball next week, which will be fun. Alex, any final thoughts?
1: Uh, what, Russ for six man of the year. Let's speak it into existence.
0: <laughs> All right. How about Russ MVP? That'd be dead. Sure, why not? Right. All right. I'm going to log off because the Padres take on the Dodgers and I know you guys don't care, but we need to win games still. So <laughs> off we go, Alex. See ya. All right. Later.